So, it's the summer of 1999, and I am a tired man. I, uh, I need a break because I've just spent three years working 60, 70 hour weeks um, with this media startup business. And uh, you know, we're like all about the social justice and all about public media campaigns and, and uh, our business folded. And at the same time, a relationship that I was in just kind of unraveled. I'm living in a $400 a month apartment in Spinard. Not too many prospects going on at the moment, but the good news is that I have very few responsibilities and no commitments. <laughs> so when my friend Leah from the Skate Bettys, that's an all-girl punk band from back in the day, uh, left town to go to graduate school, <laughs> I bought her candy red Squire, Fender Squire bass for $100. And I sort of learned how to play it. And I, I was at this open mic and this guy was like, hey, I'm looking for a bass player. And I'm like, hey, I, I know how to play the bass. And the next thing you know, I am in a hippie jam band touring Alaska. So um, we're in Homer at Alice's Champagne Palace, and our buddy Charlie calls and he says, hey, we got a gig, it's in Manly. It's July 4th weekend in Manly Hot Springs. You know, you gotta go. And we're like, sure, you know, so we, we jump in the cars and, and we drive 600 miles from downtown Homer to Fairbanks. And none of us had ever been to Manly before, so we had no idea that Manly was another 160 miles past Fairbanks. Much of it on very shitty dirt road. It's 90 degrees and very dusty. And we get there and we're late. And the guy that runs the place, his name is Bob. And he's a retired, a retired state trooper. And uh, he has a stern look on his face and he's like, well, I'm glad you guys made it because we have been needing a good country band in town. And I, I'm setting up the stage, and I, I look up, and, and there's a bunch of elders sitting at the bar with Western wear and cowboy boots, and they're drinking coffee and maybe sipping a couple light beers, you know, like that. So two, three songs into our first set, they are underwhelmed. <laughs> and I, I see a couple of backs start to turn towards the stage area. And I'm thinking that we're in trouble here at the end of the road where the rivers begin. <laughs> and then this guy, he, he kind of, I don't know where he came from, but he's, he's dancing and he's got this big white crazy beard and a red handkerchief and he's got those, uh, those Oshkosh overalls. You know the ones, those train conductor overalls with the blue and gray stripes? And he's drinking something weird like sake on the rocks and I don't know. <laughs> and, you know... He's just like giving it, you know? And, and I just couldn't take my eyes off him and I was like, oh, that guy is gonna save us, you know? And, and so we made it through the first set and, and then like while we we're taking a break, the door comes pounding open and in come like 15 big like wildland firefighters, most of them girls from Nanana. And they're kind of sunburned and ready to, ready to party, you know? And, uh, and so the rest of the night goes great. We had a great time. 
And so the next day, it's July 4th, and there's like the sack races, and kids are jumping off the bridge into the river, and it's, like, it's really hot. And we kind of are practicing some country songs. You know, we want to try and, you know, do well for the elders in town. So, you know, we had a good day, and we come out the second night, and, and we open with good-hearted woman. And people are dancing, and everything's great. And we're like, wow, what an adventure here in Manly. It's a wonderful night. And, and about three songs into our set, this guy, he comes running up to me, and he says, he says shut the PA off. And I'm like, what? I, I, I thought we were doing pretty good. And he says, no, you don't understand. Shut, shut it off. So I, I shut the PA off, and I look up, and over by the bar, there's this scrum of people. And the, and the first thing I hear is, people arguing about who knows CPR the best. And the, one of the firefighters from the Nana jumps in there and, and, and starts working on, on this person. And, and then I, you know, things get kind of weird. Next thing I hear is a loud whine out the back door and it's the town medic running in on her four-wheeler and she comes running through the bar and parts the crowd and she says, where is he? And she starts working on him, you know, one, two, three, four, five. Breathe. One. You know, it seems like it takes forever. And finally, somebody hugs her and tells her to stop. And, and you know, there is our buddy Buzz. You know, this guy with the beard and the dancing, and he's dead. And so we kind of go out in the backyard, and we're sitting on some... some uh, Benches back there. Bob puts a sheet on him and calls the state trooper from Live and Good. It's like an hour away to come and declare him dead. And we're, we're all sitting out in the back. People are stunned. The band's looking at each other like, wow, did that just happen? And all of a sudden, I see people coming from everywhere, like out of the trees. And four-wheelers are pulling up. And there's cars parking, trucks parking on the dirt road. And people go in the bar. I followed them in there. And somebody's taking Buzz's boots off. And they put them on the bar. And everybody's stuffing the boots full of cash and drinking and telling stories. And somebody hands me a duck fart. I drink it and another one. And I'm talking and getting carried away. I look down and I realize at one point that I'm standing on the edge of the shroud that's covering Buzz. And his beard is sticking out one corner. Finally, the state trooper comes and, uh, you know, they... Uh, they, they load Buzz into the back of, the, of a truck with the jumper cables and the motor oil bottles, and, and, and I don't know where they take him. He, he's gone, you know. And the same guy that told me to shut the pee off, he comes over, and he's, like, staring at me, you know. And he says, uh, he says, ain't y'all going to play anymore? <laughs> so um, after the night, um, you know, I'm talking to Bob and, and this elder that held up the cocktail napkins that had Amazing Grace. We sang Amazing Grace. And uh, she says that Buzz, you know, was a local. He'd been there all his life. And about a year ago, the doctor told him his heart was bad. And he, so he moved into Fairbanks, tried to live the straight life for a while. And he knew that Fourth uh, of July and New Year's Eve were the big parties in Manly. And so she said that he'd come out there for one last party. And uh, all I know is that I'm sure that he, we weren't the first people that that man saved with his, you know, sparkling smile and his, and his raspy laugh and his dancing. 
And uh, so I took a little piece of him back with me down that dusty road to Spinard. <laughs> 